All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Can you see it? Did you notice? Check, but the puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! Moments notice at arm's length to the line. Hughes scores. In this existence, take you to listen. First career NHL goal. Quinn Hughes makes it one nothing. You're listening to Canucks Conversation. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted them in and down Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. Pearl steals, cutting in, shoots, scores! Don't waste all the good stuff on the off-air. Let's go. Hello Canucks fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation, delivered to you by the great folks at 
DoorDash. Ding dong. Use promo code ConvoDD. Oh, capital camera's C, off again. Capital D's. All one word. ConvoDD. That will get you 25% off and free delivery on your first order with the DoorDash app. Does not get much better than that, folks. My name is David Quadrelli. I'm back in my regular seat. Uh, the elephant is out of my seat, and I'm back. Uh, joined by the man who built the place, Chris Faber, our technical producer, Alex Allard. High above Rogers Arena on a very rainy, gloomy, cold, insert whatever adjective you want here, uh, Day. It's uh, it's cold, but positive vibes only on the show today. No, no, we got to start negative. We've had a horrible start to the show. Tough, uh, tough beginning. My shirt looks horrible as soon as we flip over to the other camera here. <laughs> I think it thinks it's a green screen or something. So I don't know what's going on with my shirt. But also, practice was an hour later today, 11. I just got up here like 15 minutes ago, and it's been an absolute uh, mess, I think, to get to this part of the show so far. So I just, yeah. Not not positive vibes yet. Get the negative stuff out of the way well, right we'll, off the top. We'll post it on Patreon because we were recording. Uh, it didn't go on the live show, so people didn't hear it. But we uh, we had a small technical difficulty. Oh, yeah. And uh, our producer, Alex, scared us a little bit uh, with telling us to uh, delete it. So we'll be posting that on Patreon because it was really, really funny. We got to post on Patreon where we did one not too long ago. Uh, Faber and Quads shoot the bleep. And uh, I got to say... Someone someone messaged me about it, and they said, you know, they're like, you know, if you guys had a regular podcast where you didn't talk hockey, and it was just like you guys talking as friends, yep. that's basically what we do on the Patreon. And it's good. I yep. like it. I don't think the YouTube's up and running yet either. Just uh, almost oh, at that point. You're right. Well, we are... Uh, Alex, fire it up. <laughs> we're at least on the podcast. Yeah, well, well this podcast exclusive at this point right podcast now. Podcast uh, exclusive. Yeah. The chat. I'm looking at the chat because the chat is available. Chat's available. People are throwing theories out. Uh, that I slept in. Yeah, that's true. This narrative that I sleep all the time. You scrolling Addison Ray TikTok. No, uh, Kevin that, says. that doesn't happen. Oh man, see another another one, another theory coming in. I this theory that I just sleep all the time, it's just false. Uh, I don't know true. if it's false or I've seen it. Uh, I've seen it happen live actually last night. Mm. Well, me, me and Wyatt all worried about it because Wyatt and I were always up super late. There we go. Know, I don't know what's going on. We're fired up. We're, yeah, on we're YouTube. fired up on YouTube now, so we're okay. But uh, yeah, last because Wyatt and I, we, we have a problem. We stay up till like two, three in the morning every single night, and then we're always texting each other. And maybe you are awake and you're not answering our texts, but like, oh, we get a little worried sometimes. All right, so welcome to the YouTube uh, YouTube. Viewers, we just had a little bit of technical difficulties, and we're going to upload it on Patreon because uh, we've been recording this whole this, time. This provides this shows people my value to this show. It, it, to be a hundred percent honest, really, the, yeah, because this morning I it was an hour later practice, not enough prep done because I couldn't build the prep on the show. I, I'm here. I, normally, I do all the prep, and what I got twenty minutes today. Still got the graphics for you're, Alex here. You're taking victory laps and pinning this on Alex when a no, minute I'm before going it on live, both you two. Alex is trying to get us live, and you're like, Alex, should I change my shirt? Yeah, because I don't think this shirt looks good on the camera like I thought it did. It's a new shirt, just and, on camera. Uh, you think? Yeah, is it inside camera. out? That's inside out. No, it's you not. are hundred percent. No, it's that not inside out. inside out. I wore this. Turn this. around. Show me. You're, there's going to be tags. On no, the there's side. no tag on the back. You can see on the camera. I it's can't not, see I, your back. I checked. I literally looked at myself in the mirror before I left today, and I checked to see if there was a tag on the back because I was like, "This looks inside out." That yeah, that's quite a shirt today. You got. And I call it Flare Fridays. I put on my uh, I put on my my Jordan shoes today, and I wore. I thought I had a really nice outfit today. I'm still wearing it right now. So um, yeah, it looks a little inside out, but it's not okay. Okay. Positive vibes that we're up and running now. They're say, taking extra time to admire uh, my Zapdos cards again. Shout out to uh, Zephyr Epic, the good folks over there. Look so 
<laughs> the chat is jumping in with more theories. Come on, why camera we adjust. There it is. Uh, Canadian Clay said, going to assume the delay is due to quads explaining why Spencer Martin should have done a reverse VH on the Strom goal. Oh, I tell you what, yesterday. that one goal where Spencer Martin got caught, he was, I swear he was inside of his own net. He was so deep. I walked by Woodley talking about that after. Geez, I, I'd say, hey, Woodley, that's a tough goal, right? And I'm expecting a one-sentence answer from Woodley. And he's really? Going, you were expecting a one-sentence answer you know, from Woodley? Then I'm standing there for 15 minutes being lectured about goaltenders again. So, yeah, I've got to stop talking to Woodley. But you know what he did the other day? Woodley brought like 200 pieces of candy uh, into the uh, into the press box the other night after Halloween. Wow. How many did I have? 15 to 20. Wow, good for you. Question. 15 good to for 20. you. Did anybody top that number? Oh, no, not even close. I sat down with about 15, and, and I was sitting next to Patrick Johnson. And he looked at me and he said, wow. And I said, PJ, I went to the gym. Okay, I went to the you gym. You did not eat 15 of those little oh, yeah. candies. Dude, that's not good for you. I know, but I went to the gym. That I, doesn't four matter. Four days in a row. Today, today will be matter. my fourth day in a row of going to the gym. I am That's sore. great. That's great. But you can't be eating 15 pieces of candy a day. No, I'm not, I'm not doing it every day. You can't do it, it in any the, day. It was the is day my after point. Hell. Well, they're little pieces. It wasn't 15 three packs of Reese's. It was 15. There was mini cups and I know what you're talking about. A Skittles about. bag with maybe seven Skittles in it. I'm, I'm clear on what kind of candy you're eating. You can't, yeah. do, can't be doing that. Uh, there was a couple real fruit ones. Those are good for you. So. <laughs> Those are good for you. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of good for you, how about the Canucks last night? I tell we're feeling good today. Yeah. Coming in here, having some jokes, big win on BX tonight Look, for the, for the Canucks. And that's the thing. Let's, let's get to it. We're done. Uh, DoorDash. Ding uh, dong. Live viewers, Convo DD is the promo code, twenty five percent off and free delivery on your first order with Toyota podcast Shop. exclusive today yeah. because of uh, Alex over there snoozing Whatever. on the button again. You leave Alex alone. This is unbelievable. I wouldn't be surprised if Alex leaves our show because of how mean you've been treating. Oh him. no, I don't know. I think Alex is here for the long run. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, okay, so a big win on Kevin BX tonight for the Vancouver Canucks. And folks, like, let's be honest here because look, we've had the rebuild talk. We've talked a lot about another you know, win. The losses surmounting and how, okay, well, even if this team, you know, surmounts a comeback in the season, it'll be off the back of Thatcher Demko's hot goaltending and it doesn't mean anything in the long run. Chris, I view yesterday as the perfect win for any Canucks fan because this is why you got to see an Andre Kuzmenko hat trick. Oh, who doesn't like that? Oh, we love it. You got to see the third five point night of Elias Pettersson's career. Who doesn't like to see that? You got to see Bo Horvat become second in the NHL in goals behind only Edmonton Oilers' Connor McDavid for the league lead in goals. Who doesn't like to see that? You got to see Spencer Martin moving around the crease. Like, I, again, I understand I'm in this, this uh, you know, a lot of less people like to see this, but Spencer Martin's changes to his game it's like night and day watching him move around the crease. And people people are seeing he moves a lot more like Thatcher Demko now. Oh, yeah. He's he's an Ian Clark trained goalie, and he plays like what? Thatcher Demko, a little frustration today. A little behind the scenes for you. Broke a stick early in practice. Smashed on it the, on the on post. On the post, yeah. Oh. Well, did that last he year, too. Bad. Did that last year, Knucklehead too. Knucklehead coming in and say, I look fine. They say, well, I don't know if that's a pot. Handsome lad. Yeah, Knucklehead says, handsome lad. It's a nice shirt. It's not inside out. Okay? Well, now you can see the zoom in. It's not inside out. So the most negativity we have today, I'd say, is from you. Is free Rathbone? I'd oh, okay. say yep. it's probably the only thing. Someone jumped in the chat. Uh, Clay Miller, shout out Clay Miller, watching the uh, watching the live show. Said daily hashtag free Rathbone is sure, but there's I your wanna, negativity started there with Stillman. I want to expand on why last night was the perfect Canucks game, and it's because look, everybody knows the Anaheim Ducks aren't a great team. Now they're the only team below the Canucks in the standings because right. now they're the uh, sole possessors of 32nd place in the league last time I checked. Canucks are now 31st last time I checked. I should have checked that before the show. But 
right now, people are looking at it and saying, okay, well, the Anaheim Ducks aren't very good. Canucks gave up five goals to them. Sure, they outscored it, but probably not great that you're giving up five goals to the Anaheim Ducks, right? Canucks are still having woes on the penalty kill. We're going to touch on that later. But, and you said they had a penalty kill heavy practice today as well, which we'll, we'll get to later in the show. But this is the perfect Canucks win because you got to see a lot of scoring. It was fun as hell in the oh, yeah, third period, fun. right? And again, like, you got to see what you wanted to see. You got to see Elias Pettersson, five-point night. You got to see an Andre Kuzmenko hat-trick. Hell, JT Miller even looked okay, right? Like, you got to see a lot as a Canucks fan that made you say, you know what, there is some hope here. Not hope for a playoff push this year. I can't stress that enough, folks. There is hope for the future here. And I know Andre Kuzmenko and Bo Horvat might find themselves uh, priced out of Vancouver, so that might be something that we have to keep an eye on as the season progresses. Yeah, big but, night from the pair of UFAs after this season. Yeah, I know. But... The thing that I want to kind of point out is that, yeah, we got to see a lot that we like to see in terms of goals, in terms of just a fun hockey game to watch. It was a free-for-all. It was a 13 goals. 13 goals. Who doesn't like that? It was a a fun game to watch. And it is okay to watch a hockey game and say, hey, you know what? That was fun to watch. That was one of the most fun games that the Canucks have played all season. Now, this is still the house of positivity today, but the reason it was a perfect Canucks win was because what you saw didn't make you go, you know what? They could turn this around. Mm. They're going to be just fine. There are no problems with this team. Mm. It was the negative media. It was the negative fans making it up at the start of the year. Nobody's saying that. People still see all the glaring issues with this team. Even Bruce Boudreaux, after the game last night, said, you know, we'd like to not let in five goals in a game. And again, Spencer Martin was not spectacular last night. And I wanted to get to that. It's in the YouTube description because I made that today. But you made the uh, ticker. So the state of the goaltending didn't make it into the ticker, but that's in the YouTube description. So I want to talk about the goaltending, but I won't right now. Um, I just thought that that was a perfect Canucks win. You can't ask for much more if you're a fan because it didn't make anybody, especially not the team. And when I say team, I don't mean the players. I mean the organization, their philosophy going forward. It doesn't make them think, hey, this is fine. Everything's fine. And that was just a tough start that we had. Yeah. To expand on what you're saying, an 8-5 win against the Anaheim Ducks doesn't push this team any more forward towards being a contender in the NHL. That's, I but think, what you're saying. it was fun to watch. That's, oh, yeah, exactly what I, that's exactly what I meant. You're right. Yeah. yeah. But it was I, fun. It was fun as hell. Oh, no, for sure. It was absolutely fun to watch. Canucks are also currently in 27th. Uh, Kevin Punter jumped in the chat to say. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of things to, that need changing with this team, of, of course. But last night, man, let's just talk about the fun again real quick. Andre Kuzmenko with the hat trick. I mean, that set, that goal, that celebration on his second goal was incredible. When I asked uh, Vasily Pod Colson about it in the post game, Pods was like, "Yeah, you know, he keeps doing that. He's going to get a penalty." <laughs> he said like <laughs> he used to celebrate like that in Russia. Uh, and I remember posting like um, uh, um, just clips of every Kuzmenko goal, and I made sure to include the celebration because the celebrations are a blast. And we saw that uh, in in the second goal, especially like he he lit it up. He skated towards center ice, like pumping the crowd, leg in the air, everything. Got a text from his agent. Last night, all it was was a thumbs up and five smiley faces, or three <laughs> smiley faces and a thumbs up. So he knew the hat trick happened, so he was paying attention last night. Milstein, shout, shout out shout Dan out. Milstein. Good dude, just finished his book. Um, but yeah, I mean, fun <laughs> night last night. Um, the Canucks obviously needed a win. They played well. I, I loved the the energy off the top from guys like Dakota Joshua dropping the gloves and being able to throw it around. Elias Pettersson absolutely dialed in, Come, came in tonight with, uh, or came in last night with a 115 dog rating, which was season high for him. I don't think season high on the year, because I think Burroughs might have been higher uh, in one game this season, but he absolutely had that dog in him last night. Elias Pettersson was excellent. You could just see, like, 
I don't know. I think throughout the season we've seen, and I think you can really see this from the press box, just watching like the lanes that Pedersen is taking where you see him like be able to, to kind of put his head down and just hit these lanes so hard that are going to give him the most open ice, but also time with the puck and against good teams. Like it hasn't worked out every single time. There's been some struggles. I think at time where, you know, good teams are aware of that and they shut it down quickly, but against the ducks, he was able to, fully go through those lanes and set things up. And you mentioned it, five-point night for Elias Patterson last night. Heck of a lot of fun. I think as, as you look at this season, you're hoping the Canucks can look like that against, you know, against the Ducks, against the Coyotes, against these these weaker teams in the league, against the Blackhawks. Like, these type of teams you'd like to see the Canucks show well in. But it's going to still take, you know, it's going to take, like, some seven to three wins over the Bruins, over the Rangers, over some good teams to actually see what's going on with this squad and start to have some real investment in believing that they're a contender. Cause I think they're still a, a long ways away from that. Um, and I still am in, in the belief that yes, we're having a positive show today. We're having good times, but there, there's still a negative feeling around the fan base. I think still in general, when you start to look at it long-term, yes, last night was a lot of fun. They won it for Burrow or for BXA. Um, and I tell you, I, man, you saw that video, right? If we didn't see it at uh, showtime last yesterday, but how good was that Kevin BX to talk into the locker room? Oh my goodness, four minutes and of him just having like a, an incredible way of talking to the players about talking about how a, a team needs a certain amount of leaders from the defense corps, a certain amount of leaders from the forward group, guys that are going to be out there working hard. And you know what happened today at practice? Every single player stays out late after practice and they're working on things and they're doing things like uh, all the centers are at a certain spot doing face-offs. All the power play guys are, are set up taking either. It was exactly like Bieksa said in his chat. Like the the shooters were down at one end of the ice taking shots from either side on the half walls. The guys who are going to be net front guys, like you saw Dakota Joshua, Pod Coles, and uh, even Kuzmenko, they're all standing in front of the net tipping pucks in. Like it, everything that Bieksa said in that speech yesterday was happening today at practice. It, that didn't, you know, Bex didn't just show up and have his name celebrated. He he made a little bit of an impact. And when he came here to Vancouver, that talk that he gave in the locker room, I, I think it resonated with a lot of players. I think it was that good of a little speech of him coming in. Brotad said it, the juice effect. It, it was like he, I think he did make a little bit of an impact on this team. Do I think it's going to change the whole way that this team is looking and, and how we see it moving forward? No, but it definitely made an impact at some point and it, to a certain degree, really helped to this team yesterday, I think. And I, and I think some of it spilled over to today and, and you could see it at practice today with every single player, not one player left the ice. They all stayed late to work on something just like he talked about in that speech yesterday. And I mean, I think you want to see more of that, right? Like with this core, right? And of as you course. try and figure out who your core actually is, as we kind of navigate the waters of who should get moved, you know, who's going to get traded at the deadline because they don't have a contract for next year, that type of stuff. You want to see who those, those leaders are that emerge. Because, yeah, he pointed out the Sidians were out working late. Even Luongo's out working late, all that sort of stuff, right? And, you know, you do something well and you own it. And you go do that thing and you work your butt off at it. That's what he you said. You know what was important, though? It wasn't just him being like... In go that do speech this. that he gave was like, hey, stay late, work hard, do this. It was like the fact that he said like, hey, you're an energy guy, be in the gym, work in the gym. He, he explained it so well that it's like, you know, I saw a lot of people saying like, get this guy on the bench, get this guy in the organization. Hell yeah. Like that's the type of player that you want, not player person. It's the type of person that you want in your organization helping to push it forward. I, I thought it was great. And Alex, you got, you know, like, what's the dog rating on Kevin B? I can probably go that's back right. and look up some. Some stats for it. Hundred percent face-off percentage last night. I as mean, someone in the chat the pointed dog. out. Can we can we pull up this? Let's move on to the next thing. Stillman, 
He's got no dog in him last night. The first time. I thought we were being positive. I know, but let's talk about the defense score because I think that's something we need to talk about. But I thought we wanted to be positive. Yeah, but let's go. We got to talk about the defense score. We got to talk about Jack Rathman. I'm sitting there watching him in the press box again last night as, as Stillman's getting skated around. The defense pairings, they didn't change again today. Um, we saw the exact same defense pairings. Hughes and Shen, Stillman and Myers, OEL and uh, Bear, and then Rathbun and Burroughs, the extra two. little surprised to see that when we saw what looked like some changes to the forward groups. <laughs> I don't want to be negative today. but No, what I know. Is, we're not being negative. Let's, let's talk about Riley Stillman last night. Did Riley Stillman, was it you? Well, obviously it was you. Did I read it correctly that Riley Stillman topped OEL's worst ever dog rating from it was, two games ago It was last the night? first time in dog rating history that a player has finished with a negative dog value. The dog was let out. Who let the dog out? It was Stillman. Stillman let the dog out. Zero dog in him last night. The dog was outside of the body. I, it, it was the first time we've ever seen a negative dog rating, which yeah. was incredible. It's hard to do that. Kevin Punter pointed out that pinch from Stillman at the offensive blue line was absolutely ghoulish. And Vincent, it was. It was Vincent's bad. Vincent's got a good point. Rathbone needs to either play or be sent to Abby so he can get on the ice. Yeah. It's it's unbelievable. It, it is unbelievable at this point. And again, like I understand that there's people... I actually had something prepared for this. and I, This isn't even negativity. This is positivity. I'm trying to be positive here. Okay. I'm trying to be positive today. The Canucks have cornered the market on third-pairing defense. Oh. That's what it feels like right now, mm-hmm. right? Like Luke Shen on any good team. Dog. Dog, absolutely. Heart and soul guy. Mm-hmm. But he's a third-pairing guy, sure. and he's playing on your first pairing. Ethan Bear on a good team, Carolina, couldn't get in the lineup, and if he could, it was in the, in a third-pairing role. Now, I'm not trying to slag on any of these players. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm just saying that the Canucks have a lot of guys who can play the same role. They don't really have that clear-cut number one, number two defenseman. Like, oh, yeah, I was on the third pair last night. Yep. I don't want to get into his performance too much. Oh, Got to see a larger sample not. size. But um, I did want to point out that, you know, yesterday on the show, we were like, oh, yeah, has got to be playing hurt. Got to give him the benefit of the doubt. I believe it was Patrick Johnson. It was either him or Drance, one of those two. I think it was PJ. Reported that OEL told him that he's never felt this good in his life. Oof. So it's not that. Love dealing with OEL, but <laughs> OEL's a good dude. OEL's yeah. a good dude by all accounts. And we've, you know, we've had only pleasant dealings with him. So we're not gonna talk too much about OEL today. It's something to keep an eye on. But my point here, Chris, is that the Canucks have cornered the market on third pairing defensemen. And basically what it feels like right now is that they're trying to pick whoever the best third pairing defenseman is, even though the margin between them is very, very small. My point of playing Rathbone, and as a commenter said, either send him down or play him on the third pair or give him NHL minutes, is that among all of those guys on the third pair, Jack Rathbone's the only one with actual top four upside. Yeah, big time. He's also the youngest. He has the the most potential payoff of anybody you're playing right now. So if the difference is marginal, and I think he's better, I think he's marginally better than Riley Stillman. At both ends of the ice. At everything that you want from a defenseman. I think he's marginally better than Riley Riley Stillman. And again, I know there's pros and cons to each guy. I understand Rathbone's in-zone defense needs a little bit of work. And that's something Stillman's you know, supposedly got. But I think when you take everything into consideration, the difference is razor thin. And I think the difference in terms of what they could become is significant 
with Wrathbone. And I think that's the biggest reason that you need to be playing this guy right now or finding him ice time. If you need to send him down, sure. I don't think that's the move. I think he belongs in it in your NHL lineup, both in the short term and the long term. He's, he's getting nothing out of playing as Commander Vander uh, jumped in the chat and said. That's a good name. But that's a great name. Think about before we even started doing this live show, but when we were still doing the podcast, how often did we talk about this season just being go time for Jack Rathbone? And it... And to be fair, I think he's been up for the he's been up for the occasion, but it, it just feels like he can't get into the lineup for some reason. To be fair, Rathbone hasn't blown the wheels off. Like no, he hasn't for come sure. out and yeah. demanded to have a spot based on his play. Like, no, for sure. That's not what we're trying to say. I mean, if you if you really think about the two players that were benched last night in the defense score, Kyle Burrows, yep. I think has played better than Jack Rathbone. Absolutely. But to what you're saying and to your point, Kyle Burrows doesn't have that top four upside like you see in Jack Rathbone's game. So you have kind of a an internal struggle, I guess, because like it, it seems like in the coach's eyes, Stillman, obviously he played last night. It seems like he might be the better option in the coach's eyes, but to, I feel like a lot of other people and we see him in the chat here all the time. Like Burroughs has got that dog in him and he brings a lot to a game. Uh, I think he hasn't made a ton of mistakes in his positioning. And you saw like, I mean, Stillman got exposed last night on a couple different plays, right? It was tough. It, yep. it was tough to watch. There was a, it wasn't just the one that was like very clearly where he dove for the puck and then was beat. Uh, and, and then Spencer Martin gets dangled to the backhand and they score there. There was like a couple of plays, even that didn't get scored. And I know why it showcased a couple of these in the stanchies. Like he got exposed for not being able to move with guys that were attacking. And I don't think Rathbone or Burroughs does that. They don't get exposed because of their skating. Like we saw with Stillman last night. Yeah, absolutely, and Brotad jumped in the chat and said, this is why we need to know if Bruce knows about the dog ratings. Keeping those guys out versus OEL and Stillman makes no sense. I tell you, last night, the dog ratings were just perfect. Like, looking at the numbers that came out of the formula, I looked at it, I said, geez, this thing is so damn good, this dog rating. Here, whoever put this together, it's beautiful, it's perfect. It was perfect. All the ratings were, were exactly, came out exactly like I would have expected. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And expanding on that, Pedersen was extremely high. And like, look, folks, that's your franchise center coming out and having a five-point night. Mm -hmm. Best game of the season for him. 
against a team that they should be dominating yeah. in regular times, right? Like, Elias Pettersson was the best player on both sides last night. Oh. Like, and I mean, on paper, and I mean, he actually proved it last night, too. Oh, like, on the ice, on like paper, it. and the dog ratings. He was the best player by far. Absolutely, and that, like I said, it wasn't just last night. It's what you expect when you look at both rosters and you pick one player who's the best from both rosters. It's Elias Pettersson, and he played like it last night. Yeah, and that pairing uh, of him and Kuzmenko, just seeing them work together, it's been it's been impressive to watch that duo start to grow a little bit of chemistry together. I think Pettersson mentioned it last night when I asked him about it, and he said, you know, the more that they play, the better they're going to get. It's bang on. It's true, and... um I tried to I tried to joke around with uh, Mikheyev a little bit today because I, I keep hearing that Mikheyev's this funny guy. We're trying to I'm trying to crack him open a little bit here. So wow. I, I asked him about uh, playing with Patterson, and you know they're not teaching him any Russian yet. He said, uh, but it is nice. He said to to be able to sneak in a few things that you can just like clearly say to Kuzmenko and nobody else on the ice understands. <laughs> so he is doing that in faceoffs. He mentioned, um, but maybe they'll work with Patterson teaching him a little Russian as well. I don't know, though, about Mikheyev being long-term there still. I know we touched on it yesterday, um, and I was having this conversation with some people today at practice, and I was just thinking, like, I, I do think that there's better options to go with. And I, I, I'm curious, because I think we touched on it a little bit yesterday, but I, I'm in the camp of, of somebody else can probably help that duo more than Mikheyev can. And, and I know that, like, they've been good. Don't get me wrong. Like, they've been good. Mikheyev's been fine in that spot. But I, I want that line to be, when I'm tweeting out lines, that's the one that's out there playing the most. That's the number one line with Pedersen on it, right? Like, I want Pedersen to be the number one center on this team, and I think a lot of the time, because of the way that it gets lined up and the way that Bruce kind of uses them at 5-on-5, five five, it feels like the Horvat line's the first line, right? Like, yep. with Miller on there, uh, maybe we'll see Brock Besser soon. We saw Niels Huglander on that line today, which was very interesting, but I, I just... I think you want to put your best player on that with that duo right now, creating offense. And and it could be, could be JT Miller. It could be Connor Garland. It could be Brock Besser. It could be Vasily Pod Colson. I just think that there might be some better options than Ilya Mikheyev right now. And I, I think, I don't know if it's going to change because they're, it's working, right? That's the thing. It is working, but in my eyes, it could be working better. Like that's what I'd like to see for the Canucks. I think last night, the moment that fans kind of looked at and said, okay, maybe it's time to give someone else a shot there, is when Pedersen made that really, really nice play. And Mikheyev didn't have a wide open net, I don't want to say, but that's one he's got to bury. The Ooh. one that hit the post, yep. you were just like, that's one you have to finish if you're playing on Elias Pedersen's line. Yeah, like um, you, you need to put Pedersen with wingers who can finish, and right now Mikheyev's just not finishing. So, again, and again, Henrik M. jumped in the chat and said, you know, Ilya has the speed on a pair with EP. Yeah, he does have the speed. I he think does. that someone like, but then you can look at other parts, right? Does Garland has the quickness. Besser has the shot if he's healthy. Miller has a shot if he's healthy. Like, there there are positives that I wonder work. Like, I feel like the piece of the puzzle that Mikheyev is to that duo works. It fits with the puzzle. But like, maybe it's just the piece fits, but it maybe doesn't help to the image of the puzzle. You know where I'm going with this? And, and like maybe there's a better option on this lineup to see. I, I think you could try some different things, but I, I think that's also tough because you are seeing success. And would JT Miller going on that duo shut things down and make things worse in their own defensive zone? I think it would. I think it probably would. But would it help them really create even more at offense in the offensive zone and have better finishing? I think it also would do that as well. So I think 
Yeah, though I'd like to see that that line be like the scoring line, the number one scoring line on this Canucks team. And right now they're playing like it. I just think it could be better scoring-wise. But then, like now that I say it out loud, like maybe Mikheyev is defensively the right fit, right? Is Garland worse than Mikheyev defensively? Probably. Is Miller worse defensively than Mikheyev? I think so. So maybe Pod Colson's another option because I think Pod Colson might be a guy who's on par with what McKayev does in the defensive zone, but can also bring a little bit of a different look offensively, specifically with finishing, right? That's the thing that McKayev, I don't think is bringing to this trio right now is mm-hmm. the finishing ability. He's setting up chance. He's getting in, he's using his speed, but he's just, he's not finishing. And I think that's the only thing that you'd like to see with this duo here. And that's why it's like a guy like Huglander won't work. Cause he can't finish right now with this Canucks team. Pod Colson, he probably doesn't work because he can't finish right now. But I just, there's not a perfect fit, but I wonder if there's a better fit right now somewhere else on this lineup. I think the thing you have to consider, because you brought up JT Miller, and JT Miller playing defensively when he's on the wing and covering the points, mm. it's not bad. And you have yeah. Elias Pettersson. Well, hang on. You have Elias Pettersson on the line, who, as someone in the chat pointed out, has been the Canucks' best defensive forward. For sure. By a country mile. Yeah. Right? You have I, him I on that you, line. Neil Zaman, that guy, I, he's good defense. Neil Zaman is, is yeah. very strong defensively. Yeah. He's, he's I, been a he's pleasant showing surprise. showing more and more. Yeah, he's been a pleasant surprise. Yeah, I've been blown away with what's happened with him this season. Really? Blown away is the word? Yeah. Well, I'm blown away. I thought he was going to be out in Abbotsford. He's That's playing, fair. He's about your playing every night for the Vancouver That's Canucks. Fair. I, That's fair. I am fair. blown away by what Neil Zaman has done. That's fair. What, I, what are you I would laughing say, at? I would say blown away for him putting up, like, you know, Six goals oh, in fuck. as many games as he's no, played. No, no, no. I'm blown away. I'm going to be blown sure. away if Philip Johansson does the same thing, comes in next year and plays on the Canucks defense third pairing. I'd be blown away. Blown away is... I feel like you're using that too liberally. What are you talking about? I'm blown away with Neil Zaman. What's wrong with that? I am. Blown away just seems so extreme. No, it's not extreme. You can say you're impressed. I would say I... What, Surprised, no, no, even. I, no, I, the extreme Blown thing would away? Say, yeah, if I was flabbergasted by Neil Zaman, that would be extreme. I'm not flabbergasted. I would say flabbergasted is less than blown away. No, it's not. On the rating? How often do you say flabbergasted? I say it all the time. No, you don't. Somebody go back, listen to every episode of this show. Tell me how many times Quads has said flabbergasted. <laughs> uh, Commander I'll give you a hint. Jumped, it rhymes with hero. Commander Vander jumped in the chat and said, Ilya brings balance to that line right Th- now. This part is a little bit true. Yeah. Right? And the bal- that is, I think, when I look at this, this lineup and I think of the different players that could be in there, yeah, the balance is probably best with McKayev or maybe Pod Colson. Pod Colson, I think, would find some balance on that line. But yeah, the, the way I'm looking at it is maybe just a little bit more for scoring because look what happens when this team is clicking and playing against a weaker team. Like, that line exploded offensively yesterday. So, yeah. Okay. Want to get to the penalty kill? Oh. Uh, Also, someone jumped in the chat. Vince and Jericho jumped in the chat asking you the question if Rathbone killed penalties when he was in Abbotsford. He did. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. For, like, a couple games at the start. So, it was Trent Cole sending him out. Yeah, well, not very much. I mean, it shouldn't take him killing penalties to get into this lineup. No, exactly. And I know that's not what you're saying. No, no, I mean, everyone said in Rathbone, he went down and worked on his defense. He wasn't killing penalties, though. Maybe, like, maybe the first two games, and then it was like, ah, you know, we have better options. And he was playing a lot of minutes. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Okay. All right. Get to it. Let's get to the PK here. Bottom of the league. Folks, guess what? Elias Pettersson is the Canucks' best penalty killer. Would you have believed me if I told you that two years ago? Yeah. Hell, even a year ago? You wouldn't have because he no, didn't kill penalties. Alex, you can pull this up here. The PK, bottom of the league. Not good. PK is just, it's it's tough. Not good, folks. No. Not good. No, look at this. I mean, Anaheim Ducks, second worst in the league. 57% for the Vancouver Canucks. At least their power play is clicking. 
I think somebody joked about that with Boudreaux today and just said, hey, if you just get your power play up to 40%, you know, everything will be fine, bounces out. Okay, so, sorry, go on. No, you go ahead. Well, you said it was a big penalty-killing practice today. So, what did you see at practice? I wasn't there. Yeah, pull it up, Alex. I got some uh, interesting things from the PK today. Big penalty-killing practice. It was interesting, the forwards that they were using. Okay, hear me out. Pearson and Amon, Pedersen and Mikheyev, Stanika and Joshua. Those were the penalty killers. Those three duos were the penalty killers. That's interesting in its own right. But the more interesting part, no Miller, no Horvat. They're not out there killing penalties. They will be when Pearson's the one that takes the penalty. Oh, yeah, that's (laughs) the other thing as soon as Pearson's up. But I'm curious to see what they end up using Horvat for there. But I'm, I'm wondering, and I wouldn't be surprised to see this, are JT Miller minutes at on the PK going to be something that is going to be expired very soon, right? I mean, the guy's getting scored on at a ridiculous rate. I think I looked up this number. Um, third in the league of guys who have played a minimum of five minutes penalty killing. Miller's number three in the league for worst goals against per 60. And a lot of that's coming because, like, they get scored on within, like, nine seconds. He loses a face-off. He's only won one of seven face-offs this year on the penalty kill. Horvat's the only guy winning winning faceoffs on the PK, and that's what's hurt. That is a big reason what's hurting the Canucks. And and Boudreaux talked about it today, about yeah, it's nice to win a faceoff on the PK and be able to clear the puck right off the bat. But it's not just that; it's what it does for the PK group. The fact that they were able to start the penalty kill with a clear, right? It's not about it's it, you know the seconds ticking off the clock is great, but for the group, it's like hell yeah, we got the puck out, boom, let's let's get set now, let's keep rolling. I think that's what a lot of it is about, and, and the Canucks aren't winning face-offs right now, so it'll be interesting to see what happens moving forward with that. But a lot of time spent on the penalty kill today. The, basically, all the practice, aside from them like doing a couple drills to start and a couple drills to finish and then having a little conditioning at the end, it was spent on the PK. So this is something know. that they're working on. And Mike Yo is the guy uh, running a lot of this PK. We, we, I think we mentioned that it might be Trent Cull earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. It's Mike Yo running this, and, and I think Boudreaux talked about it today. He you know, said Yo's working on this like eight hours a day, and they're trying to learn from good penalty kills around the league on what they need to change, what they need to do. So they're working on this, man. They they are, and they really need some help because, as we saw in the graphic earlier, worst in the league, under 60% once again for the Canucks on the PK, which is you're not going to win games. You're not going to be a playoff team with a 60% PK. I'm, I'm sorry. You can be the best-scoring team in the NHL, if you're giving up a, a goal 60% of the time when you go shorthanded, you are not going to be a playoff team. So Not even close. So who's taking face-offs? Because here's the thing. I don't know if I read much into Horvat and Miller being off the PK in practice today. Hmm. And my reason for that is definitely more so Horvat. Understand, okay? Definitely more so Horvat. Because he's the only guy winning face-offs. Who's, who's winning face-offs for you? Nils Amon? I don't think so. He blow, blew me away with this. He, I blew you away. Yep. Uh, Vincent Jericho jumped in the chat again. J-Pat has floated the idea oh. of Pod Coles so on I've the PK. I've been telling you this for five years. Yeah, list it up here. Before he was drafted, I was telling <laughs> you gonna, you should You're going to offend Faber by attributing this idea oh, to J-Pat. J-Pat floated the idea. <laughs> because Faber's been saying it since Pod Colson was drafted. Oh, man, before he was drafted. <laughs> yeah, I don't... I still... I. I say that every day at practice to the rest of everyone in the media area. I say I'm still shocked that Pod Colson is not killing penalties. He did it so well. Like when Russia used him, World Juniors, down to a five on three, he's the forward out there. Mm-hmm. 
This happened when he was playing for Ska, the, the team that played him for four minutes a night. He was getting half of his minutes on the PK. Like, he is a penalty killer. He's good at it. He was one of the best in the KHL at blocking shots per 60. Like, these are all stats that I had to freaking track on my goddamn own here in the KHL, putting together everyone who's blocking shots and calculating it. Like, this guy blocks a ton of shots, and he was doing so much on the penalty kill. I Pod Colson should be on the penalty kill, and it's uh, it's a no-brainer to me that he should be out there. Hey, he's not even that bad at winning faceoffs. No, I say he's not the he's yeah, not the worst. He's not the worst. He's not the worst. Jarhead's been listening for years. Obviously, he said it first. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Give us the bet. Well, it's up. good to see Yash again in here too. Also, someone jumped in and said Mike Yo's running the penalty kill. That explains a lot. Ooh, yeah, I mean Yo is having some long talks today too. He had a Pedersen for a few yeah. minutes, and uh, I like Mike Yo. I do too. Yeah. Seems like just a nice guy. I know, but there, there's. I'm not basing this off his coaching ability. Just there's, to be clear. I feel like he's one that, uh, when that happened, Canucks fans were a little confused. Some would even say flabbergasted, maybe. You would probably say that since you say it all the time. I say it all the time. Yeah, every time. Quads is flabbergasted per 60. Off the chart. Mine is is lower than uh, Stillman's dog rating last week. Well, today, actually, I've had a very uh, flabbergastical full show um, today, which is a word. You can look it up. Um, But, uh, yeah, I think the, the fan base, I'm not sure if they, like, the, the, the two associate coaches, I guess, Cull and, and Yo, they're going to, like, they have some work to do to win over this fan base, I think, right? Like, I don't think there's a lot of positive vibes coming in on those two. What do you want me to say to that? Like, yeah, I mean, I guess. I guess you're right, but mm-hmm. I don't know. They're assistant coaches. I no, know. I know, but think about the Everybody Bradshaw. Hated well, every- Everyone, come oh, Bradshaw yeah. this. I'm getting the Bradshaw jersey. <laughs> like, everybody, like, Terry Bradshaw is making a comeback. Everyone last year is saying that Bradshaw is going to be the... He's going to get Quinn Hughes. Uh, How Bradshaw know. rebuilt Quinn Hughes. God, you wrote an article about it. Probably. <laughs> no, I didn't. But, like, think about how much they love Bradshaw. Nobody's really given the same love to uh, to Trent Cullen. Yeah, Bradshaw Yo. did one interview on Sportsnet 650 where he said, I have ideas for how to fix the Canucks defense, and that was a lot better than whatever they were dealing with now. Okay. Got an idea. Their defense wasn't Wear spectacular it. last year, let's nope. be clear. They just uh, had really good goals. asking, or somebody, yeah. Do you have any more Pokemon cards you want to collect soon? Working on it. I, I want to get the full set of original 151. Uh, I got the binder. I don't need to pull it out right now. Maybe at the end of the show. But I got the Zapdos the other day. I'd like to. I think what I'm going to do is collect the three birds now. I'm going to get Articuno. I'm going to get. Uh, I'm going to get Moltres. I think both of those are from the fossil set. So beats me, man. Replace Yo and Call with BX and Burrows. Okay, I actually had this thought, uh, and not replacing. I'm not calling for anybody's job. But Kevin Bieksa, I think he has a future in coaching. And he's coached youth hockey for 10 years. Oh, yeah. The Marty St. Louis route, right? Marty St. Louis jumped into coaching in the NHL after coaching Pee Wee AAA, mm-hmm. right? That speech yesterday, that was enough to sell me on Kevin Bieksa as a coach in the NHL. For the Vancouver Canucks, to be clear. Do it. Make okay. it happen. Rotad said I should get some Lotad cards. Is that I can't see what uh, don't, the don't logo there. Is that a Lotad? Don't start talking about Pokemon again. Oh, I know. Well, people, hey, listen, give the chat what they want. Okay. Are we done? No, I mean, we've still got a little bit more to uh, wrap up. Abbotsford tonight might be uh, might be hearing a similar voice on the broadcast tonight for the Abbotsford Canucks. What, with the spray? I'll be hitting the spray. Well, that's <laughs> the thing. If my throat holds up and it's been good most of the week, I'll get out there on the broadcast. We'll see. So did you say might or are you actually I on the I said you might be. Well, I'm talking to... I'm talking to Ran an asshole over there, and me and him are going to... What, he's a play-by-play guy for them. I know, I know. Okay. 
enough, right? We're done. His uncle saying, never going to give you up. Rick. Asshole. Okay. All right. Get to that way. way uh, no bet today because, listen, I put the video out on, uh, put the video out on, uh, on Twitter this morning. Canucks For, Army. Yeah, Canucks Army. I forgot that um, Colorado and, uh, and Columbus, they're off in, in Finland or something. Playing uh, Finnish time. Dude, news to me. Like, that, that's so, was that, so funny. When you talk about the NHL and their marketing oh with, like, Heritage Classics I had no and stuff, idea. I walked in, and you're like, are they playing in Finland? And I said, I don't know. Yeah, I just, like, I looked, and I was like, hmm, this is weird that uh, the Avalanche haven't played since Saturday, uh, and the Blue Jackets haven't played since Sunday. I had no idea these two teams are in Finland right now. Yeah, they're in uh, Finland right now. Because then, like, the tweet that I saw was like, it's not Patrick Laine in his home, in his home yep. city. Uh, scores a goal, and I was like, "What the hell are they talking about?" <laughs> that way, that way, that way, baby. So I, I, I don't know if that bet even hit, but it's already run through. I was, it was something about like I don't know, a bunch of goals, Avalanche winning, uh, McKinnon with a pair of points. So, so go check out Betway. Yeah, Commander okay. Vander says uh, I bet people in Finland didn't even know. <laughs> well, I'd probably a full crowd there. Oh, prospect report. Oh no, here we go. All right, big stuff today, folks. I got a prospect. I didn't even think about this. I got to pull up the video here. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Our, the Canucks, they got a new top, uh, top prospect for the right D. His name is Connor Lockhart. I'm just going to pull up the tweet from, uh, from the Peterborough Peets. Look at this. Uh, they call it a defenseman in his natural habitat because last night, Connor Lockhart, look at him right there. Number 18 for the Vancouver Canucks prospect system. Normally a winger. He's playing defense last night because I don't know what's going on with Peter. Well, I do know what's going on. I got some information. Uh, Peterborough, they've uh, they got like a flu running through their team. Apparently, it's running through all the defense core, and that's it. Because now they they had to skate with four defensemen and Connor Lockhart lining up as a D man last night. Uh, so I had this tweet last night. Canucks fans be like, Jesus Christ, that's our right hand D prospect. I think that's a good little meme right there. But uh, it's a Jason Bourne thing. If you don't, yeah, know. I was gonna say you didn't really explain that very well. No, but I mean that's what I'm talking about here. And then uh, yeah, so that's that was it basically yesterday from uh, from Connor Lockhart. But I think he ended up finishing the day with like. So he lines up a defenseman, scores two goals, adds an assist, like just absolutely lights up the lamp. So uh, he is now the Canucks' top right D prospect, apparently, according to uh, according to me. Anything else that you got there? No, I'm tired. I wish I had my comfy today. We're yeah. in this hoodie again. It's my most comfortable hoodie. That's yeah, another, you know, what I try and do, because I'm always in these Betway videos. I'm like, I can't be wearing the same shirt every day. You just show up here. Same toque. Same toque. Same, same bangs. Same hoodie. I got sweatpants on today, too. I don't know if the people on camera three could see it, but when we close it out, which I think we're going to do now, do you have anything else? Uh, just I hope everyone has a good weekend. Uh, another, It was another fun week here. I appreciate everyone in the chat that comes by here. Um, you know, I, I'm just blown away with this. Like a lot of the same people coming in here and joining the chat. It's so much fun to to like have this reaction. We always talked about this when we were at uh, Sportsnet doing our Saturday show. The regulars. The regulars that we had, but like this is so much better than than the 650 inbox like we have we have way more people to interact with here you guys are making this show so much more fun uh for us to come in and do every day here um that's that's all i want to say like it's been it's been a blast i know we're like a, a month into doing the show pretty much at this point on youtube and i've just loved uh doing it so far this way um and yeah it's fun to come in here uh and chat about the connector even even today where i got no prep time i'm worried up late i got nothing on here no graphics made it 30 minutes before the show i gotta come in here and fix this whole thing 
You know, Alex is putting an Alex put us on. I don't know. We were on MySpace for half an hour today. Apparently, I don't know what's going on here with this You'd show. Be nice to Alex. I know. I'll be nice to Alex. He's going to run away. But uh, <laughs> Alex is no. He's doing a good job too. He's been a great, uh, great addition to the show. Yeah, absolutely. All right. With that in mind, let's close it out. Obviously, I second everything you say. Uh, it's been. I'll be out in Abbotsford nice. tonight. Uh, either I might be on the broadcast. I might just be watching the game, eating a lolly's dog. Very nice. Did I tell you? I didn't tell you about my lolly's t- story last week. So I go. Second intermission, I'm like, that's the time where I'm going to go be able to get a snack. Go down, got my Abbotsford uh, gift card or whatever, because they give you, you can get a free meal in Abbotsford. I go to Lully's, I'm standing in line, everything's going good. You know, a father and son in front of me, or maybe not. It was an older man and a child, and they go up, they get two hot dogs, and then I walk up, and oh, sorry, man, those were our last two dogs. Oh, oh no. Did you say, do you know who I am? Oh, I said, oh, God. I was, and then I, something crossed my mind. I said, you know what? The onion jam or the bacon onion jam that they have is good enough. What if I just get that and cheese? Oh, gosh. And I was like, no. I ended up getting freaking panago. I walked out of there with two Hawaiian pieces of pizza and a cheesy cheddar dip. And tonight I'm, you know, maybe when I get to the rink, I'm going straight to Lully's. I'm getting one of those foot long dogs with the bacon jam. And the cheese, because they use poutine cheese as their hot dog for a cheese dog. Anyways, I'm, I'm actually hungry now, too, so let's get out of here. i got to go to the gym. i got to eat. So, okay, Folks in the chat, good to see everyone. We'll see you all on my, on Monday. Oh, my gosh. Someone said Faber-Gasted. Oh, I'm using that. Oh, see you Monday, buddy. For my co-host, Chris Faber, uh, my name is David Quadrelli. Our technical producer was Alex Allard. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Canucks Conversation. You can see my sweatpants there. See you next week. Thanks for listening to Canucks Conversation. Delivered by DoorDash. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 